Lined into left center, and what a play made by the rookie Brian O'Grady. Pitch. Oh, into right field. Brian O'Grady, first big league home run. Fly ball, center field struck well. Marisnik going back at the wall. Gone! Welcome back, Brian O'Grady. All right, and welcome inside episode 69 of Breaking Bats, presented by Not For Long Media. Nice. Uh, we are joined by a new co-host, a new co-host of the Breaking Bats podcast. If you listen to last week's podcast, you will recognize this voice and face. It is Kate Maniscalco. Uh, she has, in a very short amount of time, gone from guest of the pod to now the newest co-host of the pod. So, Kate, let's give a big round of applause, everybody, for the new co-host of the Breaking Bats pod. Kate, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm so excited to get started, talk about baseball. Me and Justin have a lot of stuff planned, so can't wait to be here. I'm super pumped. I feel a lot more relaxed this week now that I've spoken to Justin more than just <laughs> one other time. So I'm I'm ready to go. I'm ready to get started. Uh, I should note that she is joining us as a co-host, but Brian O'Grady, the namesake, the godfather of this pod, this does not change his anything with him. Uh, he is still on hiatus and uh, we will bring news of his return whenever we have it. So, a lot of stuff planned for this week. We have a lot of news, a lot of headlines. We have some fun segments planned, some rants planned. It's A lot of stuff's happened in baseball, and I'm glad I have Kate here to help me break it down because uh, I think nobody would want to hear a solo pod of just me screaming into my mic, uh, a la Colin Cowherd. So, uh, she's, she's saving you guys from that. Top story. We're going to lead off with the top story for this week. It is Bryce Harper trying to fight the entire Colorado Rockies team. Uh, so if you saw this on Sunday afternoon, Philly star Bryce Harper, they they called it a if you want to call it a brawl, a brawl happened, a skirmish, a kerfuffle. It's a lot of dudes pushing each other. Uh, Benches clear an incident, maybe is the correct term. So it was this, <laughs> to set the stage in case you didn't see this. Bryce and Stott flied out to end the seventh. Jake Bird, a second year Rockies reliever, kind of like taunted, showed up the Phillies dugout. Harper flew out of the dugout and started screaming and, and charging at him. A lot of pushing, like I said. Uh, both Harper and Bird were tossed. But this this is all, I mean, Bryce Harper's no stranger to brawls himself. But what did, what was your takeaway from this brawl, if you could even call it that? And, and what did you think about all the, the incident over there in Colorado? Yes, I think the biggest thing is a very loosely term brawl. I feel like we need another phrase to call this. There was a lot of puffing of the chests. If I saw Bryce Harper coming at me, I would also be nervous. Yes, that's correct. But I think what's so interesting is that what started it was just a bunch of yelling. Like nobody was hit. There was no collision. It was just some chirps. And then Bryce Harper comes running out. It just brought me back to 1998 Orioles Yankees when Strawberry literally nailed Benitez, sucker punched him in the face. He goes flying into the Orioles dugout. That is a brawl. That what what happened in the Phillies and the Rockies game is not a brawl. So I feel like as baseball fans, we need to come up with a different term to describe that. Maybe benches clearing yell. That's probably not the best one either. I'm still trying to brainstorm one, but I thought it was interesting. Did I nothing really came of it though? Again, they just came out, kind of yelled at each other, and then they were separated. But it was kind of unprovoked as well. I don't really understand why we were doing this, but it was entertaining. I'll say that it was entertaining for baseball. It's good fodder for, for baseball talk shows, uh, but you're right. Absolutely. It is not a brawl in the traditional sense. No punches were thrown. No. I feel like if you had to do a percentage breakdown of, of what is a brawl with like actual punches and what is just a bunch of dudes like up in each other's grills, pushing each other, it's gotta be 90% dudes pushing each other. It's not, we're, we're not yeah. seeing punches fly that often, although I did see, I think the other day was the anniversary of Rugnetto Odor punching uh, Jose Bautista oh. in the face. Um, oh so happy anniversary to those who observe. It should be a national holiday. Yes, uh, punch turned around the world. Yes. Oh, the, the cleanest slow-mo you'll ever so, see. Oh, it's great. <laughs> Rugnetto Odor, my hero. Um, but you're right. This is not a brawl. There must have been a, a quick trigger word, or I don't know what Jake yes. Bird could have said to make Harper fly out as quickly as he did. Cause that was pretty quick. Right? Like he came out firing out of the dugout and it, it didn't look like he said a bunch of things. And I don't know what was occurring prior. If there was something else said before 
that the media didn't really hear. And, you know, they're very like, oh, you know, going to say closed door on what happened. But that's what was very interesting is, again, it was just a couple words. And then Harper comes flying out of the dugout. My favorite quote, probably in the history of, of baseball, brawl, whatever incidents, Harper shouted at the entire team as it was kind of being broken up, as people were kind of going back to their respective dugouts. Harper said, you're a fucking loser organization, every single one of you. <laughs> it was like, w- what a line. Just absolutely like took the, took the air out of everything that the Rockies had going on. Then they had to just hang their heads and walk back to the dugout. Like, damn. It's like, did that, you like, really have to insult us like that? It's like when you get into a fight with your significant other and they knew they, there's that one thing that they can hold over you and they're just yep. waiting to break it out, break glass in case of emergency and they just stick the knife right in there. Uh, Wait, did you see the Rockies mascot though? Like standing on, he was standing on the top of the dugout like, oh no, what's happening? <laughs> Hands on head, yeah. What? <laughs> priceless, priceless. He deserves a raise. That was phenomenal. Guy, yeah, the guys went to like professional mime school or something. Yeah, he's just <laughs> acting out. Like that's, that, he stayed in character the whole time. I like it. Yes. Um, but to kind of dig deeper into the point of, are they a loser organization or not? I, it got me thinking because like Colorado, you don't hear a lot about them. The, the only things you hear is like 10 years ago, they had too low in cargo and they had a lot of runs scored, but I looked and they haven't won a full playoff series since 2007 when they went to the world series. Do they have a point? Are they a loser organization? I feel like that was a low blow. I do. I, I wouldn't say they're a loser organization, but it's difficult when you can't put up a team that can be competitive and consistent every single year. Like those stats are in, also slightly off topic on this, but I was thinking how in MLS, some of the teams, not in MLS here, the soccer league across, across the pond over in Europe, Premier League, in the premier league. Yes. Oh my gosh. Thank you. We'll just in the premier league. <laughs> I don't know much about soccer. So in the Premier League, they send teams down when they're not doing well. So I don't Relegation. Know. Yeah. Like, should maybe the Rockies and the A's get the boot down to AAA and we bring up some of the other teams? Bring some more competitiveness in baseball. I don't hate that at all. Right? Uh, it's the, the Rockies, you don't hear Like, they just don't make baseball news. And, like, I know they beat the Cubs in that one-game wild card in 18, and that was kind of cool, but, like, I was looking at like their their roster and like their daily lineup. Like, I we're gonna play a fun game called Name Three Rockies. Name Name Three Name Three from the starting lineup yesterday. Name Three Rockies. Definitely can't. <laughs> How many can you get? You know a couple. Oh, Chris Bryant. I can get one. Yep. <laughs> I think I can get one. I think that's only because like it's just hilarious that he signed this big massive contract in Colorado when nobody saw that one coming, but yeah, it's no offense to these guys. These are all like Charlie Blackman's still there. He's, they could have traded him. I don't, I don't know why he's still there, but their, their, their lineup. It's, it's a lot of older dudes. Mike Moustakis is there. So that's fun. But yeah, I don't know. They just sneaky. Like whenever we talk about the most irrelevant franchises in sports, it's always like the Sacramento King until this year, but it's always like, the Sacramento Kings, like uh, the Oakland A's, the Tampa Bay, like the ones that like nobody talks about. Colorado might be sneaky up there. Yes. Yes. Again, they're, you're right. They're just not in the news. Like, I wonder how those beat writers get any information out on a daily basis. <laughs> they're trying, but this must be great for them because they're finally like, yes, national cover. Well, this yes. probably isn't the national coverage they wanted, but. But they get to write about something. They get, they get, they get very excited. Oh. They're like, oh, this is great. Great news. Like, the columns on the athletic, I'm sure, were popping. Yes. On the on the Rockies beat. But yeah, that's I don't know. It just got me thinking about it because there really hasn't been that much cool stuff in Colorado. And it makes me sad because like it's a great city and it's like they have cool uniforms. I love the color purple in uniforms. So it's like, I don't know, it could be so cool. Yes. Um, so yeah, just just a low blow by Bryce there. Um, that was the top story, but I did want to transition into the next top story. We're gonna do a little devil's advocate for us. It has to do with Aaron Judge of your New York Yankees um, at his game Monday night against the Toronto Blue Jays. Eighth inning, you know, he he was up there at bat, and he, he, the cameras, the Blue Jays cameras kind of caught him, like, taking a quick peek, full eyes to the other direction while he was hitting. 
And then, like, a couple pitches later, he blasted, like, a 470-foot home run. And, and it was a little fishing. And then the Blue Jays broadcasters, Dan Schulman and Buck Martinez, were kind of like, oh, is he looking at the catcher? Like, what, what's kind of going on here? Something was afoot. And it's caused a lot of a lot of scuttlebutt across baseball today. But uh, I did want to start with you, though. Was something fishy happening? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And I think it's honestly ridiculous that the broadcaster said this Aaron judge actually I just looked before we came on the podcast today he spoke to the media Brian Hoke from the athletic tweeted out and said that Aaron judge said I do have some choice words for the broadcasters for saying that about me and having accusations but I'm not going to say anything choice words but no no he was not cheating and I feel like people automatically think if somebody does anything any slight movements in baseball it's like Oh, he's using a sticky substance. Oh, he's looking at someone's banging a trash can or something's happening. If Aaron Judge can pick up something from the first baseman, the right fielder, or the first base coach picked up something and is relaying that to the hitter, that is not cheating. I don't know why people automatically assume, oh, get him out of there. He's cheating. And if you listen to when the Blue Jays announcers were talking about it, they were like, oh, that's that's really suspicious. It's just, also, what if he just got distracted? Like, I also feel like everyone doesn't humanize the athlete. What if he literally got distracted in the box? He did say to the media that the reason was because the dugout was chirping. Justin's shaking his head going, that's not true. You don't have to believe that, but also put yourself in his shoes. Are you going to go to all of the beat writers and say, oh, yes, you know what was happening? They were tipping his pitches or the first baseman does something with his glove that gives me the signal that he's going to throw a hanging slider right down the middle, which again, let's also think about the pitch that he launched over the fence. Rant is done. Justin, I want to hear your opposing views. I'm very curious. <laughs> he He's not cheating in the sense of like what the Astros were doing in that no. like they were using electronics. Also what the Yankees were doing in 15 and 16 when they got a hundred K fine for like illegally like using electronics to relay signs and all that stuff. That's cheating. That's breaking the rules. In baseball, there is this thing like you can like relay if you, if you have a runner on second, he's look, looking at the catcher's signs and he gets them. He can relay them. Like that's not illegal. It's I don't know. It's kind of that gray area where it's like I don't know. Maybe I don't know if unethical. I don't know. It's just part of the game. It's gamesmanship. Yes. But that's the answer of Aaron Judge after the game where he's at the media and you had some <laughs> timid, weak reporter with a shaky voice coming out. Hey, Aaron. Um. You were uh, the, the Blue Jays broadcast team said you were cheating. Um, what were you doing with your eyes? And then Aaron just takes his holier than now approach. He's like, "Well, the Yankees dugout was chirping to me during the at bat, and I just, oh, I, I, I just, I couldn't stand for that. So I had to see who was doing it so I can give him a stern talking to after. It's like, Kim, come on, come on. Of all the re- like, it's so unbelievable what he said as his answer that I actually respect it." I was like, hey, man, I'm, I'm tipping the cap to you, Judge, because you took the Superman, like, vigilante approach to yes. why. Like, obviously, he can't say, well, the first base coach picked up on some some pitches that they were tipping, and I was looking at him to tell me where the ball was going to be. He can't say that. Yes. But I did think it was funny, his response. Yeah, sure, yeah, and the Blue Jays even said, like, we're pretty sure they were picking up on we were tipping pitches. Yeah. So they have to fix that. Uh for the next game. But yeah, it's just, he's not that cheating. Yes. But suspicious is a fine word. I feel like it was a little I suspicious. Feel like suspicious is okay. Just because they said he did it. Mul- I didn't get to watch. I only watched the end of the game. They said he did that multiple times. He looked, but again, I guess we'll see today if he's looking in the duck. I'm sure he's going to be very careful with where his also just think about that from a perspective. Imagine just playing and the cameras on you 24 seven that they can even catch you turning your eyes for a second. It's crazy. I do wonder if someone went up to him and said, yeah, they're definitely going to ask you about this. So be I just prepared. How the, Yanke- <laughs> the Yankees were personally offended by this, but like the, everything yes, the Blue Jays said is like, it's like, right. It's like the, the pitcher uh, was like, yeah, he, there, it was really weird that he kept looking over there. There's like no reason for him to be looking over there. That's a factual statement. Like usually during an at bat, you don't see a guy just completely just com- look in the opposite direction and then look back like that's that's right um yeah this this whole thing is hilarious uh 
But yeah, this is this is gonna be a story that's not going away. We're gonna see no. Aaron Judge cheater watch for the rest of the year. <laughs> I'm very curious though how tonight's gonna go. I actually did look to see if Manoa was pitching. He's not, but because I said, you know, Manoa is the type. I'm I'm gonna put this on the record. I think Manoa is the type to nail Aaron Judge or like nail a player if he gets mad or fired up. So he's not pitching tonight, but. That's what I, I don't know what there could be another brawl Rockies and Phillies. Don't your spotlight may be taken away because we could have another one coming up. Colorado sports writers. They lost all their relevance (laughs) in within 24 hours because yeah, that's, that's absolutely like, and I guess the other side of this is, is like, even if they were tipping pitches, suspicious, whatever, like he still hit it like 500 feet. So like, you know, I, I think there was even a quote from the pitcher that's like, okay, even if he was picking up on me tipping pitches, like hats off to him or something along those lines for still, he has still has to hit it. Yes, um, exactly. So we're not discrediting that, but I just think that the whole like holier than now approach from the Yankees is just hilarious. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's, it's just a classic Yankees response. You got to respect yes. them for it though. You have to, you have to tip oh. your cap at them. It's the, it's, it's, it's a masterclass in being ticked off at the wrong thing yes like i'm i'm ticked off that you think that we are doing something bad not that we should be ticked off the fact that we were doing something bad just new york big apple baby yeah it's great (laughs) um all right next up we have a couple fun news stories that we're going to bring back fill in the blank for um the first one is about one of my favorite people in all of baseball. It is Royals pitcher Zach Greinke. He became the fifth pitcher in ALNL history to strike out 1,000 different batters. Uh, when we look back at the career, the long story career of Zach Greinke, he will most be remembered for blank. I say his quirkiness and how, not one word, doesn't take the game too seriously, which is what I love about Greinke. What's yours? Uh, I, I had personality and his longevity. It's crazy to think that this guy has played for 20 years, 224, or yeah, 224 wins, but his personality, like if you just Google Zach Greinke stories, you can go on a wild ride through 20 years of baseball. Um, but yeah, he's just one of the, one of the most kind of out there quirky, like strange, if you want to use that, but like, I love it. I love every single one. Um, Many more people like this because I think it's a dying breed to have somebody this off the wall and this kind of out there. Yes, absolutely. Like I even saw recently he was calling his own pitches. He has always apparently liked to call his own pitches and he has a very good relationship with his catchers. But this year he, there's actually a video of him and I'm sure there was something else to it, but it shows him calling his own pitch and then shaking himself off. And then, so it's like he changed his mind in the middle of his decision He's just, he's awesome. And then also when they asked him, you know, how, how does it feel? This is a huge milestone. He said, it's pretty neat. You know, that's it. Just, <laughs> it's neat. <laughs> great word, great word to use for that type of accomplishment. <laughs> I have, I have three that I was found after, it didn't even take me that long. Like I said, you, no. you Google Zach Ranky stories on the internet. Here's three of my favorites. When he was called up to the big leagues for the very first time, it's supposed to be this like whole big celebratory, like, congrats, you, you made it through the minors, you're going to Kansas City. He asked his coaches if instead of doing that, they could send him down to single A ball because he said he always wanted to be a shortstop instead. And they were so confused. They were like, Zach, what are you talking about? You're about to go to Kansas City to be a starting pitcher. He's like, what if? Nope. No. <laughs> what if we try something different? Yeah. <laughs> I can only imagine the, the look on their faces when he said that. Um, one of my all time favorite ones is just when he was asked about like what he would do after he's done playing baseball. He said he either wants to join a front office, which is like, okay, that's pretty reasonable. Or he said he wants to cut grass because he said, you're outside all the time. You make your own hours. It's flexible. It's just, he just wants to be out there cutting grass. He's not about the spotlight or the limelight. Zach just wants to be outside and just be quiet. (laughs) It's just, it's remarkable how, successful he is and also if you hear any of his teammates or even just players in the MLB their stories about him are so funny like I think there was an inner squad game where he hit one of his players and like in spring training and then they were back at the hotel and they said did you hit me on purpose and he goes 
yeah, you know, I just like, I can't give you all of my best pitches. I need to save them for other people. So they get a chance to face me too. Like who says that? He's just hysterical, comical, and like, is not even trying to be. It's just his personality. This just, I, it, they're, they're all fantastic. I have, I have one last, last one. Um, this is one of my all-time favorite ones. It was going around as a meme. I, I can't remember. It might be this spring training or their spring training before. It was when he came back to Kansas City this last time. But it was like spring training. Like a little kid came up to him. and was like, hey, can you sign my ball? And he walked all the way. Like he came like across the field to sign this kid's ball. He took the ball in his hand and he threw it as far as he could in the other direction away from like where they were standing. And the kid's like, why did you do that? And he's like, for my amusement. <laughs> and he walked away. <laughs> <laughs> this was last year this was pretty recent i think yeah, yeah i remember the story coming yeah so funny <laughs> so funny zach Grinky is a gem just all the cliches protect him at all costs i, I don't want this man this to one. retire because you know when he retires he will never be heard from ever again no no absolutely not he will go into the fortress of solitude and cut grass with all or of he'll his be money like sailing like. the world yeah we'll never see <laughs> him like, again a one-man boat trip across the Atlantic or something. Yeah, that's the only time you hear from him. Granky news, Granky is in Australia surfing with a bunch <laughs> of dolphins. He's going to have, like, super long hair and an awesome tan, and it's just like, this is this what happens. This is we what Zach him. always wanted. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's fantastic. The next one, uh, we're bringing it back to the Yankees because the Rays and Yankees have played some incredibly close games in their rivalry this weekend. They split, uh, yeah, they split a four-game set. Three of those were decided by one run. There's a lot of nail-biting going on in those games. One word, though, to describe the Rays and Yankees rivalry, what would you say? I'm going three words. I'm breaking all the rules. I'm sorry, Justin. I'm going never say never for this one because, especially in this series, it was a lot of up by six runs, down by six runs, up by four runs, just constantly back and forth. I remember quite literally, was it last Saturday when the Rays came back and won it? Yes, the Rays came back and won at 9-8. It was six O's when Garrett Cole was on the mound. It was 6 nothing, and I literally went into the shower, come out of the shower, and the Rays are winning 7-6. And I looked at my dad, and I said, I don't, I don't understand what happened. Uh, they, we were just winning 6 nothing with our ace on the mound. I don't understand. But that's mine. Never say never. What about you? I, I'm, I just like intense. Yes. It's, these games, like, I think somebody might even said that they're always like game sevens, like that one on Sunday. It just felt like a game seven of a world series in yep. mid May. Um, because there's just like, there's all these big moments that come out of them. Like Harrison Bader diving in the gap or, or Anthony Volpe, just small ball in it, scoring a run. Like there's like these thing. And also just Jason Adams face when he thought that he gave up the, the you know, Aaron judge home run there. Um, yes. All time. That, why isn't that a meme? Why haven't I was people a, memed that yet? You, we just had telepathy. That was exactly what I was going to say. That should be a meme right now. Or like a TikTok that people are saying like when this happens. Right. Because he did the whole. Like, <laughs> it was yikes. very, very dramatic. <laughs> like I keep, yeah, you're right. I haven't seen that on Twitter. Why? I don't understand why that hasn't been just, we need to get on that. We're, we're going to start, we're going to start that. We're going to start it. Yeah. Jason Adamine. Yeah. <laughs> that guy's nasty. His slider moves like three feet. Yeah. Yeah. Big, like, I think this is also just like one of the most underrated rivalries in baseball. I don't Agreed. know if you can call it underrated because like it's the Yankees, but like it's pretty even. Like I went, yeah. cause like last episode I was like, I feel like the, the Rays own them. I think I was mistaken. I think the Rays have owned the Orioles for a long time. Yes. I think there was a year of the Rays won like, 75% of the games they played against Orioles or something. Oh, wow. Um, so I looked it up uh, last year, Yankees, 11 wins raise eight year before Yankees, eight wins raise 11. Wow. That's they're actually very close. We're, we're trading. They're trading blows. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's just a fun, I I'm just sad though. Cause I feel like they've already burned through most of their scheduled games against each other already. Yes. I don't know when the next time they play. <laughs> I don't think till either. Uh, September maybe it's late yeah. it's a while I know why does major league baseball do that too on a slightly we play them back to back in two weeks no spread them out a little bit more you know the Yankees don't play the Astros until August is that crazy isn't that, isn't that good though for the Yankees because oh, the Astros yeah. have their number <laughs> well 
well, yes, yes. It's very good for the Yankees, but I just, I think it's so weird that we play some, or even the twins, we play the twins one week. I, we need to go over that too in a segment one day. The fans saying we, as if they're on. The oh team. yeah. <laughs> yes. Let's see. We, we play, then we play them. And then we got them. I'm oh, actually a member. On the team? Yeah. Oh, oh you're on the, the team. York. Okay. Yeah. Every comment on TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> It's so funny. But yes, it's like they played the Minnesota Twins and then the next week they played the Minnesota Twins again. Switch it up a little bit. I don't know. Just a thought. Just a thought. Uh, this we talked about this a while ago when they announced like the MLB's balanced schedule for this year. Um like I love it. They get some weird interleague games. I was watching Royals Padres last night. That's awesome. It, See, that's cool. It was cool. Yeah. It, I mean, it's cool. It's like, like but it's <laughs> yeah. like it's cool in a moment. <laughs> It's teams get to play teams that they don't normally play. And I like that, but it does, I don't know, 19 against the teams in your division just felt like a lot. Yeah. It's because, because then you hit the playoffs and it's like, they've already seen us so many times. They've seen all this pitcher multiple times. I feel like it's almost like a disadvantage, but. And also it's just not fair when you're beating up the bad teams in your own division. Like that there's been years where Tampa has made the playoffs solely off of the backs of the Orioles. Um, (laughs) And like, you know, teams, if you have a bad team in your division, you're really pissed off. You're like, oh, we have to spread it out. We can't just play, you know, the Nationals 20 times. <laughs> it's just a bad, it's a bad luck of the draw. The poor, the poor low teams. I feel bad. Yeah. The NL East was pissed. Like we would love to play Miami and DC every game if we could. Oh, of no. course. Nope. You have to go spread it out. Go everybody. AL West. Sorry. Have fun. Um, Meanwhile, the AL East I, is like, thank you. Oh my gosh, <laughs> don't make us play each other anymore. Yes. Get, yeah, get rid of that and then just make us go play some of the other teams out west or something, which is cool because yeah. like if you're if you're a fan and you get to look at tickets for like games that are coming to your city, it's like Dodgers and Orioles or like yeah. I don't know. There's there's just teams that you don't normally like Mariners are like going all over. I don't know. It's fun. It is fun. Um but back to the Yankees for a second because my, I might just become an Anthony Volpe stand now. Everyone doubted him in the beginning. I will never forget Yankees Twitter. There were so many memes saying like, oh, we said this was the new coming of Jeter. Guess not. Send him back down. And I remember thinking, one, he was 21 when he got called up. He's a baby. It's like that TikTok sound. He's just a baby. He's literally a child. And now he's hot and everyone wants to hop on the Volpe bandwagon. No, the car has already taken off. You can't come be a Volpe supporter now. No 11 jerseys. Pick someone else on the team. That is not fair. He only should get the ride or dies that were with him from the beginning. I have a lot of, I feel like I'm just ranting today. That's, that's how I used to feel when I, w- I would get on the, tr- I was on like the, the Baker Mayfield train when he was like good in college. And then he went, he was like his rookie year and he's killing it. I'm like, no, 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 no. Real mine. ones only, please. Mine. Mine. Mine thing. first. I yeah. liked Volpe when he was in Somerset. How about that? That nobody was a Volpe stand then. <laughs> Because, like, as fans, it's, like, it's dumb, but, like, you invest so much time and, and love and affection for these people that you'll never meet. And it's just, like, I don't know, you feel like they're you, – you develop this, like, bond. And it's, like, hey, this is my guy, ride or die. And you're right. Yes. It is a little cheap if somebody hops on only when the times are good. It's not fair. You can't do that. Can't Same do thing it. with the Yankees. Yankees were going down a bad stretch. People are going, I'm done. I'm not, not supporting this team anymore. You've supported the Orioles for a while. Now your time has finally come. I know we, it's this just like makes you appreciate the the bad times when I was yeah. like 10 years old and they would, it was like the mid two thousands and they, the worst team in baseball. And I would sit yeah. there like an idiot and, and give three hours a night for 162 nights. <laughs> but now, yeah, just sit there and cry. <laughs> Disappointment. Just a lot of times you turn the TV off in a, in a hissy and it's 10 PM and you have to go to bed. You have to go to school the next day. Um, but yeah, it just, it makes you appreciate like nothing about sports is rational. Everything about it's irrational. And that's why it's so awesome. Yes. I completely agree. Nothing about it makes sense. No. Oh, you don't gatekeep. Yeah. That's the best part of sports is that you do get to gatekeep. We get to gatekeep what jerseys you can wear with the numbers and the names on the back. Um, we get to gatekeep who gets to be an Anthony Volpe stand. It's what we do. We gatekeep. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Yes. Absolutely. I already. I could feel the real. The people are the comments going. Oh uh, my god, you're so mean. Not saying this, I can't support this girl Volpe. again. 
this girl again with saying that she has the numbers on the back. You can't have the names. How dare she? This is, yeah, this is all great, all great TikTok content. Uh, we're developing a pretty sweet little, little hive of, of people in the comment section. We love it because it's more engagement and more views. So please yep. keep calling us dumb. <laughs> just, I'm eating it like Ezekiel Elliott. Just keep, keep feeding it to me. I love Who it. said they can talk about baseball like that? I'm like, who said you could comment on this video? How about that? Yeah, well, if, you, if you don't know what we're talking about, last week we had a, a TikTok a couple hundred thousand, 200, like a quarter mil views about uh, our little talk about Yankees fans wearing jerseys with the name on the back, which I wholeheartedly believe. If you're a Yankees, like this is a franchise steeped in tradition and like I don't care if it's more expensive. That's not my problem. That sounds like a you problem if you can't afford the no name. That has nothing to do with me. I don't why. Oh, do oh if I have a beard, do I have to shave that too? Like I'm one of the players. Stop. Why are we using that as comparison? Why are we using that as comparison? It's just the whole thing was. Like, it's just funny that the Yankee players don't have names on the back on the field, and yet you're gonna wear one with the name on the back. And I know they sell. But them they sell them in the team store. But they sell them in the team store, and it's more expensive, and I can't afford it, and I have three kids, and I can't – some hey, it must be nice to be able to afford the ones without the name on the back because I have to work a bunch of jobs because I don't have enough money to afford that. So thank you for making fun of me. Every you know, comment. you could buy a blank one and sew on the number. How about that? Let's get creative over here. Wouldn't you want to have one without the name on it? Because if you just like the number, it doesn't like – That it I never goes out of style. One jersey with a cool number – and then, like, you never ha- – because the worst part about being a fan and buying a jersey is when the player gets traded – I I will use this example till I die. I bought a Juan Soto 22 Nationals jersey. And before the 2022 season started, he was traded three months later. So now this thing is dumb. I'm just walking around like a doofus because he doesn't play for that team anymore. But if you're a Yankees fan and doesn't have the name on it, it would be great because, like, it doesn't matter. You'd be like, oh, is that – uh Anthony, is that an Alex Rodriguez or is that a, I don't know, whoever, but just like, you don't know. It's just the number. So I've been ho- also, it's actually saving you money investment. It's saving you money long-term because you don't have yes. to buy another Jersey when they're not on the team anymore. Gosh, people use your brains. Come on. It was, it was a wild time on TikTok in the comments, wild. Um, but we love it. And we're going to put that on TikTok too. And all those, all these Yankees fans, just hop off. Go outside. There's more things. There's better things to care about. <laughs> go on a walk. Go on a, go on a walk. walk. Run a mile for every one that run they score if they win. <laughs> That's what, wait. That got me so mad though. Someone literally commented was like, "She's not even a Yankee fan. She definitely." I'm gonna go, sweetie. I've ran over 120 miles for this team. You want to call me not a fan? Are you out of your mind? She definitely goes there for the Instagram photos was one of the comments. Get out of here. Get out of here. Girl, you came to the Uh, wrong place. I'm literally destroying my legs for this team. (laughs) I have to get hip replacement surgery. Yeah. I I think it's great though. I think somebody's finally cracked the code. Like, yeah, like they've unearthed, they've, they've cracked this giant case wide open. Like, yeah, you got, you got her. She is a fake Yankees fan. She is just doing yep. it for the clout. Yep, I'm fake. I'm a fraud. As she, as she tortures herself and runs 13 miles in a morning. <laughs> yep, that's why. That's why I actually don't even like this team. I just do it yep. for fun. Yep, you're just you're just addicted to the to the clout clout chaser. Yeah, let's get that one going. Clip that. I'm gonna write that timestamp down. Um, yeah, it's just the internet's such a wild, hilarious place. If I had a dollar for every time I've seen a guy with sunglasses in his avatar make fun of my appearance on that app. <laughs> it's like, what do you look like, sir? You don't even have a profile picture. Like, what is yeah. wrong with you? No profile picture or wraparound sunglasses. I wouldn't find a dollar yes. for every time. People need to All do right. more things with their time than sit on Breaking Bad's TikTok account. And comment hey, negatively. Actually, no, I'm wrong. sorry. I take it back. We're keep cutting that out. It. We'll keep doing it. No, we're keeping that in because I love it. Like, you, yeah, wrap around sunglasses. Make fun of me because you know why? That's putting in the algorithm more and it's going to get more wrap around sunglasses and we're going to create an ecosystem. Pretty soon we're going to have millions of views. 
millions of sunglasses. How, how many bots can we get to comment on our videos? Yes. How many Russian bots can we get in this tick- in these comments? Because I love it. Don't stop. It's been it's been a wild time on the internet. Um, <laughs> I don't know how to transition out of that, but I was gonna say we just uh, went on a rant. I, no, it was, we needed it though because yeah. we had a lot of pent up thoughts about this. Yes, we did. Um, it's not healthy to keep that stuff in. Um, the Baltimore Orioles. The Baltimore Orioles have a new promotion called the Bird Bath, and where every single night, section eighty six, right by the bullpen, a lot of a little small of a section. I didn't realize how small it was. Um, they have a man named Mister Splash who wears floaties and he's dressed in a Hawaiian shirt and he has a big spray gun and a hose. And every time the Orioles have a double, triple, or home run, Mister Splash will spray the entire section with water in honor of the Orioles, like celebrations that they do based off of water they're all water focused um your immediate reaction to hearing about the birdbath was what genius absolutely genius one i want this job personally can i sign up somewhere to be to get that job i don't i don't know i just think from a mark i was a marketing major if anyone was wondering from a marketing standpoint brilliant absolutely brilliant because you get more people at games and you get to Literally join in on the action. The whole thing is about the fan experience, getting them engaged. Genius. What were your thoughts? I thought it was incredible. I'm so jealous. Jealous would be another word to describe it because, well, maybe not when it's like kind of cold. There's like some seven o'clock games where it's like 60 degrees. I wouldn't, wouldn't be soaking wet for that. Um, But I'm thinking Sunday day game, July. That's the hottest ticket in town. Please take, take the, take the super soaker and yes. just coat the entire section because it's a thousand degrees outside. Like, you know, it may hit or miss, but you're right. Shout out all the marketing majors because I'm sure one of them was behind this. This is incredible. And it's 20 bucks for 20 bucks. You could be in the coolest, most rowdy, like awesome party in baseball. 20 bucks. That's like, wait, so that's where the seat, the seats are $20. Seats, 20 bucks, section 86, all season long. Um, that's it's so great. cool. What's so cool. I feel like the Yankees, I'm not just bringing them up, just because they have the bleacher section is very well-known among fans, and that's where they always want to be. I feel like they could definitely do some type of promotion with that because they do the whole roll call with the players. But I think, wow, really, really smart on the Orioles' part, I have to say. I kind of want to go now. Self-aware, like they don't take themselves too seriously. That's what I'm worried about with like other teams where it's like, they can't yeah. all be fun and loose and like, did you see the video like that have come out of like the Orioles? Like um, they do this thing where like they, the pitchers in the dugout on the top row, they like spit water out. Yes. And there was one, it was like Kyle Gibson had the water in his mouth for like two minutes. Cause the guy, James McCann wouldn't look at him. And so he held it in his mouth for two minutes. And then finally, when he got back to the dugout, he was just like, Whoa. <laughs> It's phenomenal. It's literally it's like, the exactly. They're so laid back and they're so fun to watch. And again, it's very on brand with them. It's all about the water for some reason. They're very dehydrated <laughs> as Adley Rushman said. It's all about hydrate. They're hydration enthusiasts. That's why they yes. do the Homer hose because they're, they have to quench the thirst yes. after running around the bases. Um, it's the best. I think every team should be like this. Don't take yourself too seriously. You're playing a kid's game. Yes. It's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be fun. We're here to exactly. have fun. <laughs> I'll tell you a fan base that has not had a lot of fun. What a, oh, what a transition. Good tra- good, great um, transition. I majored in segues, actually. <laughs> um, so uh, just throwing that out there. Uh, Oakland A's. Oakland A's fans. It's been a tough go as of late. Not a lot of people are showing up. And they did just sign a binding agreement to purchase the site of the Tropicana Hotel in Las Vegas. They're going to tear it down and build a 30,000-seat stadium. It's going to be incredible. Uh, it's going to be right on the Vegas Strip. If we look broadly, though, because I know how Oakland uh, A's fans probably feel about this. If we look more broadly and to go baseball fans in general, what kind of emotion should they be feeling? This was a blank day for, for baseball fans in general. I feel like exciting. It's good. It's a step in the right direction. You got, I just feel so bad for Oakland A's fans. And I remember, I keep messing this up. Okay. I remember Ben Verlander was on a podcast and he said the A's stadium was 
beautiful, like phenomenal. One of the best ones he ever played at when he was in the minor leagues and he got called up a little bit. And he thought that was incredible. So I feel like all the players, it's been so disappointing for them too because they play in front of no fans on a daily basis because they don't invest in their players. They don't go for longevity. And now maybe they move to Vegas. They get a whole new market of fans. They're at the center on the Vegas Strip. I think it's exciting. What do you think? I think, yeah, Oakland A's fans, obviously, aside, for general baseball fans, I think it's a great day because you're moving, you're right, you're moving to a market that already has the Golden Knights who kind of like set the standard for just, they they have giant crowds, they have all these fun entertainment, they make it a whole experience. And then you have the, the Raiders show up. They build this gigantic Death Star awesome stadium that the NFL is using for all of their stuff. And it's like, yeah, it, the the market has already proven that it's not that big of like a transient city. They do have consistent fans that show up week in and week out. In addition to the tourists that come in and just lose all their money and you know go home at the end of the week, um, there's enough of a demand there for another sports team, and I think the market can sustain that. They're going to build an awesome stadium. I just think it's weird that they have to like tear down like a functioning hotel. I love how they just like like yeah, I've been to Vegas. But- it's kind of weird that they're like. Yeah, it's this this giant hotel. We're gonna, we're gonna tear that down and build something there. I don't know. That was the one thing that was weird about me, uh, weird to me. But for Oakland, you lost. The Warriors moved across the bay to San Francisco. The Raiders, like I just said, moved to Vegas. The A's are about to move to Vegas. It's it's tough. I, I think they should. I don't know. I don't know where they should be mad at. Should be mad at the city. Should they be mad at the teams themselves? I don't know. There's a lot of blame to go around. I, I haven't decided who to put that on yet. I feel like it's a lot. Uh, from the city just because it's been a trend for Mm -hmm. all major sports teams. But I mean, again, the team, like if you, if you would have invested in your players, you'd get more fans at games, you'd get more revenue and everyone would be happy, but you don't want to, I don't understand why. I I went back and I looked, they're dead last in average attendance this year. They're averaging 9,000, which I don't know how they have that many. And I went back and I looked (laughs) and I took out the 2020 COVID season and um, the last time they were not last or dead last in average attendance was 2019. And I was like, what happened in 2019? They won 97 games and they went oh. to the playoffs. So, oh, that, so that that's, that's what it takes for them to, and they were still 24th in average attendance that year. So Jeez. you're right. There is a correlation between, Hey, this team wins games. Let's go. And this is the worst thing I've ever seen. This shouldn't, this isn't even baseball. They're really bad. I don't want to go. That exactly. Like there's a huge difference with, oh, they're not a great baseball team, but they're, they're average. You know what I mean? And they have really good promotions and it's fun to go. And then there's, they're going to lose every single game. Why do I want to go sit in the blazing sun? Yes. And watch my team lose. (laughs) Those pictures are funny though. There's there's eight. There was a video where there was like 10 people before the game and like the people, you know, like they moved down from the upper, upper deck to go stand in the middle of the concourse. And then like an usher lady walked like a hundred yards to go tell him to leave. Like he can't stand here. Like lady, there's 10 people here. Let, let the people that paid come in and and just stand wherever. Let them play second base. If they want. Do they get to sit wherever they want? You think? Apparently not. Is it just like a free for all? If that lady's on the prowl, that usher, she is making sure you're in your assigned seat. All 12 of you at the stadium, get to your seat right now. Yes. I no, always, no moving down. That makes me mad because you know what? It's also annoying. I keep going way off key on this, but you know, when you're watching a baseball game and then the seats right behind home plate, there's a bunch of empty ones. Bring someone from mm. the top down. That's not fair. Wouldn't you want those filled? But I'm thinking, Oakland, so now I'm just picturing Oakland A's literally, there are no one being there. It's like, no, you have to go sit in the 200 level section, even though all of 100 is open. Sorry, you should have paid but, more. But those pictures are funny when there's there's one person who's sitting actually in the top deck in the very last row, and he's up there by himself. Like, those pictures are funny. But yes, they should. Just like, if there's 3,000 people there, you take the first 3,000 closest to the field, which isn't, uh, there's not a lot of them, because that bowl in Oakland is like, the field is so far back. Yeah. Um. But yeah, they should fill that in. I don't know why they don't. Right? It's... Uh... I hope, I hope the Oakland A's get some rebirth. It was funny. There was a social media position opening for them. And I said, I feel like the social media team could actually have a lot of fun, like playing 
on the fact that they lose all the time. Like they could actually make it funny and get their players to do like funny skits and stuff on TikTok because, you know, they don't really have anything to lose at that point. Good point. That's what I would do. Just giving you some tips if any, if any of the Oakland A's people are listening. Speaking of correlation, there's also a correlation in social media jobs being available for like when the Astros were going through their cheating scandal, I looked and there was like an immediate opening for a social media manager. It's like, oh, I wonder why. Wonder, I wonder, wonder what the outcrying of social media is, is all tweeting all at the same time at the team. Yeah. Would not, would not want to be in charge during, during that. What was so, it would have been 2018. No, no, mm-hmm. no, no, yeah, or, <laughs> not, yeah. not the following year. <laughs> Just there, there's sometimes you look and you're like, there's a reason why this job is available. Like, yes. Oh, this is, this is a dream gig. It's like, Oh, also. Yes. That's going on. Crazy. It's the best. We interrupt this episode to bring you a word from the official sponsor of Not For Long Media and the Breaking Bats podcast, the original Fudge Kitchen. It is a staple of the Jersey Shore with six locations in Cape May, Wildwood, North Wildwood, Stone Harbor, and Ocean City. The original Fudge Kitchen makes all of their fudge in-store guaranteed a delicious product, so stop by and let them know that Not For Long Media and Breaking Bats sent you. Check them out online at fudgekitchenswithans.com as they are shipping fudge and sweet treats all across the country. Now back to the episode. All right, that was... Awesome. I have a couple last things. I did want to bring a new segment into the fold because, you know, I feel like there's a lot of negativity out there. There's a lot of a lot of people talking bad about teams. I'm sorry about the Rockies, but let's let's do let's change the let's change the tone. Let's say something positive and a new segment called "Say Something Nice About." And the first, I'll go first. I'm going to say something nice about the Miami Marlins because I know it hasn't been pretty. For Marlins and Marlins fans, Derek Jeter came into town. He took your entire all-star outfield and traded them away for basically nothing. They play in a warehouse in front of 5,000 people in a neighborhood that's not really conditioned to have baseball. It's just, I don't know. It's The circumstances surrounding the Marlins aren't great, but they can do one thing well. And I know that was a lot of bad, but here's the good. They can develop pitching really, really well because Yuri Perez just came up First of all, he's the first baseball player born in 2003 to make it to the big leagues. Uh, and I know all of the the dads out there are saying, I have pants and shoes older than Yuri Perez. And you do. You, you do. Um, please let us know. He's six foot eight. He throws 100 miles an hour and he struck out seven at his big league debut. This guy is an electric factory. And that's just par for the course for what the Miami Marlins do on a regular basis with starting pitching. Because you, you took Edward Cabrera last year, had a pretty good year. I know he's struggling this year. Pablo Lopez, he developed him. He trade got you know traded him for Luis Arias, but guy goes out there and gets paid. Alcantara goes and wins a Cy Young after coming over from the Cardinals. I don't know what it is about the Marlins, but damn if you can't develop some really good starting pitching. So that is my say something nice about for this week. I love it. I'm going to add to that, Luis Arias. I mean, listening to him a little bit on podcast last week, 382 right now. He flirted with 400 throughout the entire month of April and now midway through May. And, oh, he drops a little bit, 382, just absolutely insane. What's super cool about him? Nine strikeouts. Nine strikeouts. That's it on the year. Absolutely insane. And what you can appreciate about someone like that is he's not doing all this launch angle, exit velo, worrying too much about that. He's actually just a consistent hitter that's going up and trying to get on base, and he's doing a fantastic job. If he can finish with 400 this year, will he? I don't know. We could we could talk about it later on the season, but that'd be – absolutely insane. I just, he's just been so fun to watch and especially for a team like the Miami Marlins that haven't been getting too much love. It's cool to have a player like that, that you can just surround your entire team around. It really is. Also, it's just like, there's a dying breed of just pure contact hitters. It's unsexy. They don't make a lot of money. Like Jeff McNeil just signed like a $50 million contract. I'm like, didn't this guy just win a batting title? It's like, I don't know. The league doesn't value 300 contact with no power. Yep. It's, I don't know. It's not it's not what gets the big bucks, but it is awesome to see guys like Arias and McNeil and uh Quan from the Guardians. It's like there's there's a few guys out there that all they do is just slap the ball around. Um so that's another thing the Marlins do well. I feel like they just have a lot of really good contact and speed guys, not a lot of pure power. Um but do you have a say something nice about? I do. I have say something nice about the St. Louis Cardinals because the poor Cardinals fans I don't know what it is about the algorithm, 
even though I'm a Yankee fan, I post all baseball content, but for some reason I got a lot of Cardinals fans on my page and followers. They're crying. They're crying in my comment section, but there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Tunnel, tunnel. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. Seven and two in the last nine games. 287 batting average. So we're, we're getting up there. Had a pretty rough start. They were, they were still fifth. Um, but could this be the, the brink of a little bit of a comeback? It could be. We don't, we don't know, but it's giving them some hope. And I feel like when you're doing this poorly, when you're expected to be number one, number two in the NL Central, and now you're dead last, and this type of, you know, winning streak, that that could bring some momentum. Swept the Red Sox, it's, it's going to be okay. You know, and the Red Sox, a very good team. Not you swept the Oakland A's or you swept the Rockies, you swept the, Reps, the Red Sox. So that is say something nice about the St. Louis Cardinals. I'm excited for them. I think it's just unfamiliar territory if you're a Cardinals fan because we, we said this for a while, like the floor of the St. Louis Cardinals has always been like 80 wins. It's like you could have the worst dog shit team of all time. And at the end of the year, like if, even if you had the worst season of all time, the Cardinals will still find a way to almost be 500. And like, they've been like that forever. Like, I don't think they've had a like a season where they've lost like a hundred games. You could look back. It's probably been years. Don't quote me on that. But <laughs> you're looking at the standings. You're like, the, the pirates are up there. The Cubs who like, you know, they're just kind of been floating around 500 for a while. It's like, they're beating our, our butts every single night. It's like, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, you're not in that used to be in that position, but if Nolan Arenado is doing what he usually does, he hit seven for 14 with three green monster home runs and seven RBIs in that three game set against the Red Sox. Like if he's not striking out like at a 50% clip or whatever he was, and he was like bringing the offense down and the team was losing all these games. Like if Arenado and Goldie and they figure out the starting pitching, like, yeah, they'll, they'll be fine. But yeah, they, they do have to dig themselves out of a pretty deep hole uh, because it is the Buccos year as we've talked about here before. You're going to die on that hill that it's the Buccos. Year. I will. Yeah, I, I will go down. I, I that's that's my cross to bear. I think the Pittsburgh Pirates are fine. They're, I want to look back gonna... at this when we get to September. Actually, how far do you think they're going to go? I mean, it, they haven't been like it was like 2016 or something since they made the playoffs. It was it, like, people act like it's been years since the Pirates have been relevant. Like there is a stretch where it was a wild card in a in a NLDS appearance for a while. Um, so yeah. All that to say, Cardinals fans get used to being in the basement. You still suck. No. Um, that's that just brings the whole say something nice thing down. Yeah, we're supposed that. to be saying something positive about the Cardinals. Tell Car it's gonna well, be okay, Cardinals fans, if you're listening to this. Justin, you won't be in dead last because that's where the because <laughs> somebody also be else the Cincinnati Reds are still in that division. You guys could be um, second if you want. You can be in fourth place. It's not dead last. <laughs> Orioles were in fourth place my entire childhood. The Orioles are always in fourth place. I don't know, I don't know what happened, but yeah, I'm going O's will finish second. Good. Who's who's first? Tampa? Tampa, Baltimore? No, the Yankees. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm trying to stay positive. I'm trying to stay positive. Yeah, oh, yeah, sure. Everybody's a winner. Everybody's in first place in my eyes. Everybody gets a participation. <laughs> Everybody gets a trophy. Everybody's in first place in my eyes. There's no bad teams. Um, this is great. This is very positive. It's also very Gen Z of us. Yeah. Very Gen Z of us. All winners. Everyone's a winner. Everybody's a winner. Have fun with that. Um, all right. Last up. I know that was kind of a rant. And the segment before that was kind of a rant. It's a lot of rants today. We, we have a lot, lot of, of we have a lot of thoughts. Yeah. A lot of words. Um, but this segment is specifically for rants. And uh, if you have been following this podcast, especially on social media, there's a, a time last summer where ESPN was they had just rolled out this this interview a player in the field during a game thing where they're mic'd up and I thought it was an abomination then and I still think it is now I'll get to that because they had Mike Trout on last year Mike Trout does not have a personality he was really boring and I made a clip about that and everybody called me an idiot because they're like it's growing the game um on Sunday night baseball this past week they it was worse I don't know how they did it they outdid themselves on ESPN they found a way to make mic'd up worse because Sure, it was Mother's Day. You know, there's there's a lot of things, a lot of directions that they could have went, but I'm going to bring it back because cue the music. Because Carl Ravitch did some more dumb stuff. Again, he asked Tristan Casas, who lost his mom at age nine, 
what it was like to grow up without a mom. <laughs> he asked Tristan Casas what it was like to grow up without a mom on Mother's Day. And thank God Tristan Casas is a good human and didn't eviscerate him verbally and handled it like a champ and handled it with class. But to play first base in the field and how, and how you have to figure out how to answer that question, um, it's the world's most insensitive thing I've ever seen. So um, it, please let that be the final nail in the coffin to all the haters out there. It's not a good segment. Please stop doing it. I just, okay, I'm going to play devil's out. I do like it. I do. However, we couldn't pick somebody else on the team for Mother's Day. Like, why did we pick him? If you want to do a feature story on this, that's fine. Not when he's in the middle of playing a game. Do we think this is the best time? I also, I will slightly agree with you on one part of it. I like when they talk to them, but I do get nervous that what if they miss a ball? Like, Glaber Torres last year fully missed a ground ball because he was mic'd up and they were asking him a question. He went to field a ground ball and he booted it. Like that was, and everyone, I remember we were in the control room at yes. And everyone was going, Oh my gosh, why, why did they do that? Cause we would do the post game show post game show after. So I do like when they're mic'd up just to get like the little funny remarks, just the questions. That's, that's tough. What did he say back? Did you watch the full video? I did. I'll have to put it in for the podcast listeners, but yeah, it was something along the lines of like, you know, he had a lot of other mother figures in his life. Yeah. It was hard. Um, yeah, he's just like a really professional answer to that. But there was that like brief second where after Carl Ravage asked him what it was like to grow up without a mom, um, where he had to think about it and like how he was going to be nice. And that just shows the character of Tristan Casas. And also, I don't know if that's an ESPN producer's problem. I don't know who yeah. had these questions written down for Carl Ravage. I don't know if that was uh, if he if he winged it or not. But yeah, the most insensitive thing to say to somebody talking about losing a mother. Oh, and by the way, what happens if a ball comes your way? Because you have to figure out what that's going to be like. So, um, yeah, we're clipping this. We're putting this back on TikTok. I don't care. Call me an idiot. It's a dumb idea. I'm leaving this year. For the record, I do not appreciate this. For posterity, my th- my feelings on this topic are well-known and well-documented. Well-documented. Yes. It does not grow the game. Okay. That's, that's my let it out. I had to get it out because I saw that clip and I was like, dear God. What are we doing? They posted it too, right? Yeah, I'm sure they were really proud of it. And I think they also maybe did something with Lars Newbar. They Then they did something cool where they had like Lars Newbar and they had like, what, talk about your mom. And he didn't know his mom was like on the live feed. And then she like, saw that's it. Nice, so, that's cool though. That's cool. That's but he also wasn't, cool. that wasn't in the game. He wasn't like at first. I think he was in the booth, I want to say. I don't know. Didn't do it in the field. Stop doing it when they're pl- trying to play the game. They should mic up the bullpen, if anything. Just get just get a bunch of the bullpen guys. I'm sure there's some fun segments that happen in the bullpen that it would be entertaining. Yeah. It works like they had Bryce Harper on when he was injured in the dugout. Yes. Not trying to concentrate on doing his job. Um, those work. It just bothers me. I don't know. Um have, what do you think about the all-star game? Like when they did in the all-star game last year, I thought it was fantastic, but I guess they're not taking it as seriously as they would a regular game. That game, yeah, that game does not count in the standings. Nelson goes, that, doesn't count. <laughs> it's different. Nelson Cruz, Nelson Cruz took out his phone and did a selfie with the umpire during the All Star game. That's like that's a fun thing. It does it doesn't impact the standings because like every game counts. And yeah, if you're booting balls and you're taking your concentration off of so you can do fan questions on Twitter or some BS like that, like stop. Just knock it off. Knock it off, Carl Ravage. Um, do you have Do you have a rant? I do have a little bit of a rant. I was gonna do the judge one, but I think I, I think I really emptied it out before because I got so. He needed. unloaded the clip. Yeah. I was like, you know what? I do have something to say about the Aaron Judge situation, <laughs> but I do. <clears throat> Christian Walker was ejected for clapping for his own team. Like the umpire made the correct call. And he ejected him from the game. I just think the umpires are getting extremely out of hand. We're ejecting people left and right. Boone's getting ejected. The pitch clock, Justin and I were talking about this um, when Cody Bellinger came up and was getting the standing ovation from Dodgers fans. And he goes, nope, violation of the pitch clock. Listen, listen, I get we have a lot of rule followers with the umpires and that is your job. But I, 
the ejection for clapping for your own team, it took me back to the time Brett Gardner was ejected in 2019 for literally not saying anything in the dugout. I remember when John Boy did the whole lip reading of that, he said, no, Gardner's getting booted. And Gardner literally said, me? What am I getting booted for? I just feel like the umps need to just, just call balls and strikes. Just do your job. If it, if there's If it really gets out of hand, you can toss him. But clapping in the dugout, what are we doing? Why is he ejected for that? Crazy. That's my opinion. I think you forget that when I turn on the TV or when I buy a ticket to the game, I'm there specifically to watch the umpires. It is their show. I don't <laughs> why is that a bad thing? Like I have trading cards of Angel Hernandez and you know Tim Timmons. Like why why is that why is that weird that I I'm I'm a fan of umpires first? Like you know what? They're putting I on didn't a show. think about those. They're I performers. Didn't think about those. They're performers. The perform- you're missing the performative aspects of what umpires do. And I don't know, short-sighted maybe? I don't know. But um, no, it's it's insane. Every it's time insane. every time there's a big moment, they have no feel. They're no. like, oh, I, this almost makes me want to go to robot umps. Actually, no. No. No, I don't want robot umps. No. Because I would like a little human element. I like the human element. The, the Bellinger thing really sent me. Uh, that was insanity. A violation of the pitch clock. And I think they came out with the rule now after that incident, like you have a certain amount of time to take an ovate. Like, what if it's um, like, what is Miggy going to do? His last at bat? Is the umpire going <laughs> to go, Miggy, pitch clock violation. Get back He's, over there. <laughs> no one's above the game. He's going to start with a one strike count. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know what, Miggy? You can take a full lap, but you're going to be owned to it when you get back. Just, just letting you know. Sorry. Yeah, it's like, the meter's running, so, you know, do your thing, man, but also, you know, got this pitch clock thing, we're trying to speed the game up, and, you know, that pissed me off when Drew Maggie was in the minors for 20 years or whatever, and he came up to the Pirates, and he got a strike called because people were clapping for him. Um, that, too. That's what I'm saying. What are we doing? No feel. <sighs> no. I don't. Maybe they're calling it like that because it is the first year. It is the first couple months of this. Maybe they're being a little bit more strict with it, to try to set some boundaries or just like expectations. I don't think years from now with these new rules being in place for a while, I don't think they're going to be like this bad. I hope. Um, I think you're right. No. So that's the only way I can, you know, be nice to the umpires respect, respect the biz. Um, It's still, it still just pisses me off. Yeah. the, The Christian Walker thing was insane. I feel like every week there's one, just bananas thing that an umpire does. Um, bananas. It's tough, it's a tough job. I don't know. It's a thankless job. It's a thankless job. It's reminding me of that new teacher that comes in and you have to be really strict in the beginning so that all mm-hmm. the kids pay attention to you. I think that's what they're doing with the pitch clock rules. Yeah. The stricter I it's am, just, now you guys won't mess with me. No kid in the backyard practices his third strike out call like an umpire. <laughs> they all turn their hat around and try to be Ken Griffey or they try to be Mike Trout. Like there's... The, the the profession of umpire it is like nobody like nobody respect it's like being a ref in the NBA those guys get spat and screamed at um it's, it's like there's just no I don't know they need to do a better job of marketing it to the next generation they will have to make it so people want to do that job and yeah. not just have you know Phil Cuzzy and Angel Hernandez and all these guys just ha- wielding this ungodly power <laughs> wouldn't it be cool if like all the former players were umps that would be cool. That'd yeah. be kind of cool. But I don't know. What's like in the NFL, their best referees keep going to the booth, um, like Gene Steratore and, and uh, like all, all of the best, like they, and Mike Pereira, like all of the best like referees, they're like, I can make 20 million at Fox per year to sit here and not get screamed at. Know, this is great. Maybe that's, that's, yeah. You have to incentivize them. That's what we're saying. Yes. Um, you're right. It is absolutely insane. So um, that is all I have. How do you feel? All right. Post, post show, post game report. Okay. Um, first episode down as a host, not as a guest thoughts. I feel good. I feel a lot more good. relaxed, a lot more confident in my answers. Okay. I'm, I'm ready to go. I, I took a lot of critics, took a lot of critiques from our first episode. So I, I feel more comfortable as a host. How do you think I did? Just give me a rating. Uh, <laughs> He's um, like, Don't it's, hard to, there. it's hard to say. No, I'm just kidding. You're fantastic. This is like, 
this this is what I think people really really get enjoy the banter the back and forth um, talking about the game of baseball. We're gonna try to get some cool guests lined up here soon. But yes, you're you're incredible. Thank you so much for being a part of this this silly little operation because uh, yeah, I think I think people really really get enjoy this. Also, who is critiquing you? I, no, I was critiquing myself. Oh, you're critiquing? Oh, self-reflection. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, oh, self-reflection. Self-reflection. Yes. I was listening okay. back. I said, oh, I sound kind of silly there, but okay. I feel better now. Well, thank you, we'll though. Thank you that. guys for having like, me. Pl- please lighten up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that being said, we will see you guys next week. And before we get out of here, a special thank you to the band Stick Figure for allowing us to use today's intro and outro music. Thank you.